You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we return here with another episode of Locked On Ravens. I am your host, Kevin Ostraker of Ravens Wire, and we are back. It is Purple Friday here on Friday, June 4th, 2021, as we slowly get closer and closer to the 2021 NFL football season and it's been all this build-up right for agency and the draft and post-draft stuff too now we're here at OTAs there was rookie minicamp as well and it's starting to seem almost like we are just getting somewhat back into a normal football schedule obviously the coronavirus pandemic made things a lot more difficult for the NFL and for the world obviously getting everything back to normal and with the NFL season they were able to make it through the full 17-week season, 16-game season, but now it seems like we're starting to get back to normal with the rookie mini camps in person, the OTAs in person, so today we're going to continue to talk about the Ravens OTAs and at least some of the things that the Ravens players and coaches had to say to the media on Wednesday. We're going to get into what coaches T. Martin and Drew Wilkins had to say in the second segment, and then what players Sammy Watkins and Tyus Bowser had to say in the final segment. And the reason I want to talk about the coaches in the second segment as opposed to the players in the second segment is because I'm really excited about this coaching staff and what the Ravens have done with it. And with T. Martin in particular, Keith Williams as well, and some of the other additions and coaches who have been on the staff for a while too, don't get me wrong, they are really, really key in terms of how players develop. And also on Sundays, right, going through all that different kind of stuff and figuring out what works, what doesn't, in-game adjustments, I'm really excited about this coaching staff and what they can bring to the table. So talking about what they said in the second segment is really important. And then also in the third segment, the players as well. And then in the first segment here, the Ravens did make, again, another minor transaction. And and a few other notes, they actually announced something, I think, which is pretty significant in today's landscape. So we'll talk about that as well. So let's jump right into all of that right here, right now. But quickly, before we do that, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and where there's a podcast where they're waiting Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnRavens and my personal account at KOSTRIKER34. For any Ravens news, analysis, updates, historical perspectives, free agency analysis, trade analysis, draft analysis, game live tweets, and much, much more. So with all that being said, we're going to talk about the Ravens' minor transaction that they made on Thursday, and that is bringing in a former Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. No, not Julio Jones. I'm sorry if I got anybody's hopes up there. Not Julio Jones. Instead, former Falcons wide receiver Devin Gray. Now, I know a lot of people saw that, and they were like, oh, what? This is the wrong Falcons receiver. It's supposed to be Julio Jones. I get it. I get it. But again, as I talked about yesterday and I've said for a long time now, it seems pretty unlikely. And this move signals to me that the Ravens are just looking for some camp bodies, guys who could maybe potentially impress and get on their practice squad and just figure it all out. Now, for Gray, he spent three years on the Atlanta Falcons practice squad. His most recent football experience comes from the Spring League. He played for the University of Cincinnati and caught 86 passes for 1,304 yards and 8 touchdowns. And he's just depth, in my opinion. He could certainly turn heads in training camp in the preseason and earn himself a spot on the practice squad or maybe a spot with another NFL team. 
But at this point, we're talking about guys like Miles Boykin and James Prochet potentially not making the roster. The Ravens right now have seven wide receivers. Who, who could realistically make the roster, in my opinion? But I feel like they're only going to keep six of them. That's been my thought process all along. And, and I'm probably not going to change that because although I do expect Baltimore to throw the football more in 2021, it's not like I expect them to become this, this air raid pass-heavy offense and they don't run the football, they're going to run the football and that's going to still be their bread and butter. You can be a pass-effective team while still running the football more than you actually do throw the football. So with the amount of times that Baltimore will probably pass in 2021, I don't think it's justifiable to keep seven receivers on the roster. If anything, it'd be more justifiable to keep four running backs on the roster, but I don't see them doing that either. So it's six wide receivers for me. Guys like Devin Gray and even Deion Kane, for example, and Benjamin Victor, Jalen Moore, all these guys who have potential, right? It's not like they don't and they're just like, oh, they're just camp bodies. They're never going to make an impact at the NFL level. That's not true at all because the Ravens have talent at that position that goes beyond the top seven. And Deion Kane apparently was one of the best players in Ravens OTAs on Wednesday. So you have to look at this as a situation where the Ravens know what they have at the wide receiver position. They like what they have at the wide receiver position, and they invested all that draft capital and the money in that position as well for a reason. And they're bringing in guys who can not only take the load off of guys like Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins and, and Rashad Bateman and all those guys during the preseason and training camp, but they're bringing in guys who they think can make an impact down the line. Sammy Watkins isn't going to be a Raven for seven years, right? He's probably going to retire before then. And guys like Marquise Brown, Devin DuVernay, Miles Boykin, James Prochet, even Rashad Bateman and... Tylen Wallace, you never really know where those guys' futures are going to be. Now, I anticipate most of them will be in Baltimore for a long time, don't get me wrong, but the NFL is a, is a business, and you never know with these guys. You never know if they want to leave the Ravens. You never know if they get a better offer somewhere, if the Ravens just don't see them as a fit. So everything isn't really considered done or set in stone until they're actually under contract. So Marquise Brown could potentially leave the Ravens after his contract is up and same thing with Devin DuVernay. So I'm not saying that Devin Gray is going to be the guy who replaces these guys and, you know, is the next number one receiver in Baltimore, but it gives the Ravens a future option. So I'm not mad at it at all. I think, you get, again, the Ravens are at 88 roster spots. Now with the addition of Gray, they can still add some more. I still anticipate a defensive tackle being added in the coming days or even weeks just for more depth purposes. But they now have some more room to work with still, as well as adding a receiver who they think could potentially make an impact and the Ravens announcing on social media that their coaching staff is fully vaccinated. And that's a pretty big thing to announce. Obviously, the NFL does not require in any way, shape, or form anybody to get the vaccine. It is player's choice, coach's choice, whoever's choice to get the vaccine. And that goes throughout the world as well. But the Ravens, they have this announcement that they made. And, and it's a pretty big one because based off of who gets vaccinated, players, coaches, whatever... They can open up facilities, they can institute certain protocols, and the NFL has made it clear that with players and coaches who do get vaccinated and make that choice, they're not going to be subject to some of the health and safety protocols still in place for the coronavirus, and that includes not wearing a mask in the facility, which is a pretty big deal because it seems like, you know, masks have become pretty regular in society nowadays, and all the pictures from the NFL in 2020, everybody's wearing a mask, right? Well, it's part of that getting back to normalcy and people who do get vaccinated, players, I should say, who do get vaccinated and coaches as well are subject to, you know, more freedom when it comes to health and safety protocols. So 
a big announcement by the Ravens there. And finally here, Steve Bashotti and his wife Renee announcing that they are honoring Ozzie Newsom with a $4 million gift in his name to Maryland HBCUs. And it's going to actually establish the Ozzie Newsom Scholars Program, which funds scholarships for Baltimore City Public School graduates. And this is an amazing gesture by the Biscotti family. And it was a donation made by the Stephen and Renee Biscotti Foundation. So this is a big, big step and something that is obviously such a nice and, and kind gesture by them because it's going to a really, really important cause. And when talking about it, he said, quote, The brilliance of Ozzie Newsom extends far beyond his accolades as a player and executive. Throughout his entire life, Ozzie has inspired and uplifted everyone around him with his leadership, humility, and determination. We hope that Ozzie's example will inspire each of the Newsom scholars. And it was a great thing to see, it was a great thing to read and to hear about, and I'm ecstatic that the Biscotti Foundation decided to go ahead and do this. And when talking about it, Ozzie Newsom said, I am humbled and honored that Steve and Renee Biscotti chose to associate my name with this tremendously important scholarship. This program will give many local graduates the ability to continue their education and in turn will equip them with the necessary tools to make meaningful impact in the Baltimore community and beyond. These students will further their education through Maryland's historically black colleges and universities, which is especially meaningful to me. I look forward to watching the progress made through the scholarship program. So a great gesture here by Steve and Renee Biscotti, and I think that this is going to go a long way in the future for a lot of different people, which I think is the most important thing, and again, a very important cause that this $4 million is going to. We're going to head into our first break now, but when we return, we're going to be taking a look at what T. Martin and Drew Wilkins had to say to the Baltimore media on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need into a traditional chain storefront. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning in which the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection or lie below prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And we return here with our second segment of this Purple Friday episode of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker is still hanging out with you here. And now we're going to start off this second segment by talking about what some of the Baltimore coaches had to say to the Baltimore media in T. Martin and Drew Wilkins. And I know James Urban also had some stuff to say. I'm not going to talk about him here today. I'm going to save that for Monday's episode because I just don't think I'll have time in this segment to touch on a lot of the things that Urban had to say. And I want to have that for Monday's episode to dive more in depth into. So be sure to tune in for that on Monday. But here on this Friday episode, let's first start off with what T. Martin had to say. And I'm so excited for this hire. Also Keith Williams, but he did not speak to the Baltimore media. It was just Martin. And I think that he has just such a way with players and being able to get the best out of them. And I think that's so, so important 
when it comes to just having a guy who relates to the players. And I'm, look, I'm not saying David Culley didn't relate to the players. Don't don't take it that way. But I just think that he knows the nuances of the game, the ins and outs of the game. And that's so important for young players in particular, being able to just encourage them and hype them up, but also say, hey, look, you're doing this with your leg. This is what's happening in your stance just tweak this a little bit and you'll get this much faster. You'll be able to get out of your stance this much quicker. All that really, really helps. So when asked about what his biggest adjustment from the college to pros have been, is pretty much just the fact that there are no academics or recruiting, any of that stuff. So it was kind of funny to hear him talk about that. But he just said that great players want to get better. He said, quote, so for me, in terms of my focus and in terms of my relationship with the players and their relationship with me, it's just been all about how I can help them be the best them that they can be. And that's huge. I, th- I think that's such a huge thing for a coach and especially a young NFL coach to be able to help understand. And look, T. Martin has been at a lot of different places and has had a ton of different experience. Now he brings that to this Baltimore team. It's something that's going to be absolutely amazing. And talking a bit about what he's been noticing and after working with the unit for a couple of weeks, he was asked, how do you see them compared to before working with them? What expectations do you have? How are you evaluating them? And Martin said, quote, what I can speak to is we've improved on details, fundamentals and techniques of route running all the way down to stance and starts, how we get off the line of scrimmage in terms of releases, top of the routes, being more efficient at the top of the routes, creating more separation and ultimately catching the ball and making plays, end quote. That's also huge. I mean, all this stuff that T. Martin is saying is what you want to hear from coaches. And it's not that he's just saying it, right? It's not just all coach speak. I know we've talked about that here on this show before. But T. Martin, if you look at the videos that the Ravens have released, he is actually getting so in-depth with these young players and saying for Rashad Bateman, something that a lot of people saw in his game is that first false step from him where it kind of takes away it loses him a couple of seconds just from acceleration and getting started from the route and T Martin is going in there with Rashad Bateman and saying look adjust your stance a little get tighter with your stance so that you have more strength popping off and doing a lot of different things that all is going to you know the NFL is a game of inches right it's a game of seconds a game of milliseconds at times every single second counts in the NFL in this league and For the Ravens, having a guy like Martin who can come in there and just save them a couple seconds here or there, even if it's half a second, a quarter of a second, that all helps because if you beat that cornerback and you have, you know, half a yard of separation or 0.25 yards of separation, that can become a yard of separation with just half a second less of preparing to get out of your route or with half a second less of accelerating to your full speed. That all really, really helps. And when talking about Bateman, T. Martin had a lot of good things to say, saying, quote, he's doing what you want rookies to do, first round rookies, and that's stay hungry and have a thirst for knowledge, have a thirst for more work, have a thirst for the attention to detail and really start setting the stage for your whole career, end quote. And, and that's big too. He also said, quote, I'm not letting him get comfortable, really allowing him to play all the different positions and really pushing the depth of where he can go before we start playing this season. But I really like where he's at mentally and I like where he's at physically. He's a very talented young man and I look forward to continuing to work with him, end quote. So it seems like Martin is fitting in just fine with the Ravens wide receivers. It seems like so far they are taking his advice to heart and really 
really using it, right? It's sometimes you can hear advice, you can be like, uh, like, okay, and then never really use it and just kind of do what you're familiar with. But it seems like Bateman and a lot of the other young guys so far are really taking what they have to say to heart. And that's something we'll talk about with Drew Wilkins here in a second. But to me, it seems like T. Martin has been a perfect fit so far, and he is going to help these young guys develop and just add things to their game that they might not have had in the past couple of seasons, whether that was in the NFL or in college. And that's going to be so, so important for these Ravens receivers moving forward. But moving on to Drew Wilkins, the outside linebackers coach. And when talking about Adafi Owe, the first round pick that he came back, right? Remember Don Martindale said that he came back from that pro day, from Penn State's pro day, saying that was the best pro day he had ever seen, I think the quote was. So when asked about Adafi Owe and the fact that he said that it was the best workout he's ever seen, he asked if he could talk a little bit about it and what he saw there and what made him so impressed. And he said, Quote, obviously the first thing you saw at his workout was just how great of an athlete he is. The measurables are off the charts, but the thing that stood out to me was his competitive spirit and his coachability. The first thing you saw him in every single drill, he's going up against another great athlete and second place wasn't an option for him. He wanted to win every single drill, every single time, which you love to see when you drive up there for those workouts. Then the next thing was coachability. From one rep to the next, he just took coaching so well. You'd say, okay, why don't you step further with this foot? Why don't you get your hands here? And the next rep would be even better than the last, end quote. So that's huge. And he also said, quote, okay, if he got that good in 10 minutes, what's he going to do in a training camp, end quote. So there are a lot of things to like about Adafi Owe and his game, but Wilkins just seems to be over the moon with this acquisition and the fact that the Ravens were able to get him. And this is a big thing with players, especially young guys. I just kind of talked about it a couple seconds ago, is that you can take these coaching lessons that you learn, especially early on, you can just kind of throw them to the side and be like, well, I've had my success doing this. If I change this now, will it throw off my entire game? Will it not make me as effective? But for the most part, and this isn't with every coach, it definitely depends on the quality of the coach, but for the most part, these coaches know what they're doing. They were brought in by a professional organization for a reason, and Wilkins, as Martindale called him, is one of the best up-and-coming coaches in the NFL. So when you can learn from a guy like him and when you can take these athletic traits that a guy like Gaddafi Owe has, I mean, it's just so, so huge for a young guy, especially a raw-ish young guy. Gaddafi always hasn't been playing football for that long. It's been a couple years for him, so now he's able to continue to learn at the highest level and he has a lot in his toolbox. Now it's just up to him to use it. And another question he was asked was about Jalen Ferguson, who's going to be relied on in a big way. And he was asked about what's the key for him to really stake out a role in his third year. And Wilkins said, quote, the thing I'm most excited about with Jalen is how he's in such great shape right now. And he really has a grasp of the playbook that he hasn't had the last two years. It's just every year he's getting sharper and sharper with it to the point now where he really is telling the young guys what to do, which is exciting to see a guy take that leap to that point. And he's running to the football. He's playing with great effort. He's really checking all the boxes right now for us, end quote. And Jalen Ferguson is someone who has struggled a bit in his first couple of years, also has had a couple of good flashes. I'm not saying he's been absolutely awful, but I think people were expecting a little bit more out of him when he came into the league two years ago as a third round pick. Now entering his third year, he has a lot of work to do, but it seems like from what Wilkins said here, he is getting better. And this could be a key catalyst in whether the Ravens bring in Justin Houston or even Melvin Ingram or not, because if they do believe in Jalen Ferguson, it feels like to me, if the Ravens did bring in a veteran guy like Houston or Ingram, 
it would be Jalen Ferguson's spot that would be on the line. And so if they feel confident enough in Ferguson to say, all right, we don't really need that veteran right now. Let's really see what we have here. Then they don't have to add somebody. But I will say that Tyus Bowser was someone who didn't really develop a ton in his first couple years. He was learning and he was getting better, but there wasn't really that production in his first few years. Tyus Bowser's third year was the year where he really started to come on and start to show that potential. And now here he is. He's back in Baltimore for four more years because he earned that deal. Now, Jalen Ferguson, again, kind of the same thing, right? The production really wasn't there all the way, but he has been learning. He has been getting better. And now entering his third year, can he take the same trajectory, the same career trajectory that Tyus Bowser did? So we will soon find out as training camp gets further on and the preseason and of course the regular season. But it seems like Baltimore is excited about Jalen Ferguson and Wilkins obviously is excited about him as well. We're going to head into our final break now, but when we return, we're going to be taking a look at what Sammy Watkins and Tyus Bowser said to the Baltimore media on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that, and we'll be back soon. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel? Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And we return here with our final segment of this Purple Friday edition of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker is still here talking with you. And we just talked about what some of the Ravens coaches had to say to the Baltimore media on Wednesday. But now we're going to switch gears and talk about the players. And for these players, I think that they are very excited to, one, be in the building, but two, just getting that working. And so the first player we're going to talk about here is wide receiver Sammy Watkins, a player who actually was not present for Baltimore's first OTA session. And, you know, I think a lot of people gave him flack for that, and I understand it. But at the same time, they are voluntary workouts. It's not like Watkins is required to be there. And so... I'm not giving any flack, any hate to any of these guys for missing out on any of these workouts. It's it's their choice whether it'll be there or not. So I respect the fact that it is their choice. And so the first thing I want to talk about, obviously a big talking point with Watkins in this press conference was Lamar Jackson. And when asked about comparing quarterback Patrick Mahomes to Lamar Jackson, just being able to compare them and after working with them closely, he was asked if he saw any traits between the two of them, just comparison-wise, and he said, quote, of course, when you have a guy to win the MVP of the league, he definitely has some special attributes. He's special, just like any other quarterback who's in this league playing. He threw great balls today, some balls that went through a couple hands, and it was very special. He threw one ball that honestly dropped. So he's definitely throwing it around and slinging it pretty fast. And something I also want to address is there was that video that the Ravens social media team put out there on Twitter, maybe it was on Instagram too, but I saw it on Twitter. The One of the people called it the lame duck. And look, the ball got there. It was thrown to Sammy Watkins. The ball got there. Should the Ravens social media team have posted it? It's a conversation for another day. But I do think that with Baltimore, you know, the Ravens social media team has the right to post that, right? It's a completed pass and people compare Peyton Manning, you know, the, the wobble duck king to some players like Lamar Jackson in terms of just how the ball gets there. But Peyton Manning threw plenty of wobbly touchdowns, and Patrick Mahomes had a video of him throwing a wobbly pass, and it got no flack. So it kind of goes back to, oh, Lamar Jackson against the world, and to an extent it kind of is. But that's a side point. I think that Watkins comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Watkins comparing Lamar Jackson to Patrick Mahomes, 
I think that's a really good thing. I mean, obviously I agree with him. It takes a lot to be a quarterback in the NFL playing football. So all the quarterbacks in the NFL are special in one way or another. Now some are more special than others. And obviously one of those is Lamar Jackson. But as Watkins continues to get acclimated with his new team, with Lamar Jackson just getting in the work with him, it will go a lot smoother for him. I know that he did have a couple of drops in Wednesday's practice. So hopefully he's able to clean up on those now as opposed to in the regular season. Watkins also said that he's ready to be a leader, and he was asked about the passing attack, and obviously that finished last last year. And so he was asked, what have been your first impressions about the scheme and how much of an improvement do you think this passing attack can make? And he said, quote, I just go out there every day trying to be a leader. I think if I can be a leader and try to help the guys and help myself and learn from them, and we will all learn from our coaches and just really take it seriously as far as getting open. This offense has been top in the league at running the ball, and if we can correlate both running and passing into the offense, I think this offensive team can be very dangerous, but really just going out there and every day just trying to work and put it together. I think that's the most critical thing, taking coaching and trying to get better, end quote. And this is a veteran saying this stuff, right? Obviously, he's been around the league. He's been with a bunch of different teams, and he still wants to get better. He still wants to learn new things. He also made a point to say that he's learning from the younger players as well. Watkins is someone who wants to be the best. He wants to get the best out of himself. And I think that comments like this show that. I think it shows that he's a great fit in the Baltimore culture. And a big one of the bigger questions he was asked was, how do you compare OTAs here in Baltimore to the other places you have played at? And he said, quote, it's similar cultures. This is a brotherhood. And I think here it's definitely special. You've got a young group of guys on this team and great coaches and a great vibe. It's kind of the same feeling I got from Kansas City just as far as a winning mentality. So honestly, it feels like Kansas City to me. It feels like a team that's ready to win the Super Bowl, a team that's ready to win and go out there and have fun, put up points, good defense, good special teams. I'm just happy to be here and be involved with a good organization. And I think that's the most critical thing in my career now. I'm in one of the best spots I think that I ever chose probably in my life just to be on a good team, on a good staff, and with good surrounding people, end quote. And this goes back to Sammy Watkins' introductory press conference where he was gushing about this Ravens organization. And he was saying, you know, I'm really happy I chose here. I'm excited to work with Lamar Jackson. You know, I am here for Lamar Jackson, right? He, he's saying that the Ravens, it feels like Kansas City, which, you know, hate them as you might, you know, well, I know a lot of people don't like Kansas City because they've gotten the better of Baltimore, but you have to respect what they've done in terms of being able to build that roster and have that culture and get to the Super Bowl two years in a row. If Baltimore feels like that to a guy who was in that situation and went to two Super Bowls and won one Super Bowl championship, I think that's a pretty good start. And, you know, people will say, oh, the Ravens culture is overblown. It doesn't mean anything. I, I don't think so. You know, they've had that culture for a long time. It's proven to get veterans in the building. It's proven to get results on the field as well as off of it. I'm excited that Watkins feels excited about this offense, and I think he can do a ton in 2021 in the right situation if he's put into the right situation by the coaching staff, which I think he certainly will be. But let's talk a bit about Tyus Bowser here, and one of his main focuses is to be more vocal this season. When asked about what he was working on this offseason to take the next step, he said, quote, kind of one of my main focuses this offseason, especially this year, is just being more of a vocal leader. I've always been a guy to go out there and put my play on the field and just be a leader like that. So just being a veteran coming into that new role, especially with a lot of young guys and upcoming guys, I just want to be that vocal leader to teach these guys the ropes, teach these guys the playbook, and to just put them in the right position because we're going to need each and every one of them, end quote. And now Bowser is entering this veteran territory, I believe. He is in year five. And when, once you hit that second contract threshold, you know, you're no longer on that rookie contract. You kind of graduate from that. 
And Bowser was somebody the Ravens thought highly enough of to bring back because he improved so much in his third and fourth years. I think, again, that's kind of the trajectory we could see with Jalen Ferguson, hopefully, but that remains to be seen. But I'm glad that Bowser is going to take on that role because after losing Yannick Ngakwe and Matthew Judon and Jihad Ward, there are some young guys on the roster that do need that veteran leadership. Pernell McPhee is obviously going to be one of those veteran leaders, but now Bowser has to step up into that role, and I'm very excited about that. And he also talked a bit about the young guys. He was asked what are his early impressions about new teammate Adafe Owe, and he said Adafe Owe is pretty good. I like what he has to offer along with him and Dalen Hayes. Dalen kind of gives me an impression of me when I was coming into the league, just with how mobile he is, how well he can move, how well he can get the defense down. Just with Adafe, just how strong he is, the motor he has. He goes out there and plays hard each and every play. What we have here is going to be great, and I'm excited to be a part of it and help these guys grow as players. I'm definitely looking forward to both of them and seeing what they can do to help us out this year. And yeah, they're going to need some contributions from those young guys. How many snaps does Dalen Hayes get this year? Probably not a ton, but I do think in a couple years, he could have that same trajectory as a lot of the other later round picks at that position for the Ravens. Baltimore's been pretty good at developing those guys. But yeah, they're going to be relying on Adafi Owe quite a bit in 2021. There's no doubt in my mind about that, especially with the losses I mentioned a couple seconds ago there. So it should be an interesting year from that position. I, I think by the day, I'm becoming more and more convinced that the Ravens aren't going to go out there and sign a veteran such as Justin Houston, but it remains to be seen again. So we'll figure it all out in the coming weeks and months here, but I think the players and the coaches sound very, very excited for this upcoming year, and I am too, because I think it's going to be a special year for this Baltimore Ravens team. That's all that I have for you here today, but when we get back here on Monday after our two-day break, we're going to be talking about more Ravens football, so stay tuned for that, and I will see you on Monday.